we're going to go ahead and go into our time of worship now. And we're going to start off with a song that I taught you guys last week here on OSM Online. And so, uh, yeah, just feel free to engage with it however you feel led. But most of all, just let this be a time where you can connect with God and draw near to His heart and experience Him draw near to you. So, here we go. I want to sing, Come on, you weird. Stone this round. 
one touch, I feel the presence. And just one touch, I feel the presence of love. Just one touch, my eyes were open to see, and my heart can't help but believe. There's nothing that our God can't do. There's not a mountain that he can't blow. Oh, praise the name that makes a way. There's nothing that our God can't do. Oh, there's nothing that our God can't do. Be saying just one word, just one word. You hear what's broken inside. Just one word.
Hey guys, Corey Willoughby, student pastor here at OCC. Good to see you guys again. Hey, we're continuing in the book of Philippians today. And so to give a, a little bit of a recap, so the letter of Philippians is something that was written by the Apostle Paul, and he wrote this letter to the church in the city of Philippi. Now, Paul has been to this city multiple times, and in one of his earlier trips, he actually started this church. And so Paul is writing this letter, and he's actually writing this letter from jail. Now, the reason he's writing this letter is not to ask for help, and he's not asking for sympathy. Now, he's writing this letter to encourage the Philippians. And because scripture is something that was written during that time for the people there, but also looking forward, written for us as well, we get to learn from this letter too. And so we've been making our way through the book of Philippians. And as we're doing this, we're seeing this same theme pop up over and over again from Paul. And it's this idea of be encouraged. Again, this is kind of weird. Paul is writing this letter from jail. Most likely he's chained to the floor and he's writing to encourage other people. And so in chapter one, we, we see Paul encouraging us. He, he's saying that God has started something in you and he'll never be done with that until we are with God in heaven. And so be encouraged because God is there and God is never done with you. In chapter 2, we're encouraged to be different from the world around us, to act differently, to think of the kingdom of God above everything else. And by doing that, that is how more and more people will come to find and follow Jesus. And in chapter 3, it just continues because guess what? There's more encouragement to give. And Paul starts right off in chapter 3, right in verse 1. And so check this out. Paul continues. He says, Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. And so Paul encourages us that no matter what happens, rejoice. Be joyful. Now, here's where we might have a little bit of an issue. Because, I mean, have you ever experienced a year like 2020 has been? Like, have you ever gone through anything that has been what 2020 has been? I, man, I, I think for most of us alive, we would look at this year and we would think this year has been the worst. There's been not a lot of good stuff. It's just one thing after another. It, it seems like nothing is going right. And so forget you, Paul. I don't want to be joyful. I don't want to rejoice. You don't know what this is like. This is the worst. Now, before we get all worked up and start sending hate memes to Paul and we start getting all mass, let's hold up for a second, okay? First off, Paul's dead. He's not going to get your memes. Uh, second off, Paul knows hard times. Remember, he's in prison again. It's not the first time he's been in prison. He's been in prison before. He's been beaten and arrested and mistreated and all this stuff. So Paul knows hard times. And like we've talked about before, we don't always feel like rejoicing. We don't always feel like being happy or looking on the bright side of things. Sometimes we just want to be mad. Sometimes we just want to be upset about things. Sometimes when someone tells us to look on the bright side, we just want to punch them in the face. I get it, okay? Sometimes we just want to sit and pout about things. 
But Paul tells us, he says, no matter what happens, rejoice. Choose to be happy. And not just because someone tells you to, or not just because it's, you know, whatever. No, he tells us to rejoice because of who God is and what God is doing. And see, you've probably been there and you know that when you choose to focus on God in a hard situation, things just seem to be a little bit better. And what Paul goes on to say next is that now at this stage in life, the only thing he finds valuable is doing whatever it takes to know Christ better. See, nothing else matters to him anymore. It used to. He, he used to have all kinds of things that, that were important to him. He used to care about having the right stuff. He used to care about knowing the right people. He used to care about doing the right things that would make him popular. But not anymore. He's tried all that stuff and it didn't work out. Now if something doesn't help his relationship with Jesus grow stronger, he doesn't want any part of it. He gets rid of that. And so check out what he says when he continues in verse 8. It says, yes, everything is else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another, I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Okay, that is some crazy stuff. That is some crazy stuff. Paul says, I've known all of the, the right things according to the world. I don't want that anymore. All I want now is to know Jesus more. He says that he wants to know Christ and experience everything that Jesus has to offer him, even if that means suffering or even dying because of his faith. Because he says, either way, whether I live or whether I die, man, I, I get to know Jesus more crazy stuff and then he continues this is this is where it, it gives us some good stuff to uh, to apply in our lives so verse 12 so I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me no dear brothers and sisters I have not achieved it but I focus on this one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. So what does this mean for you guys? Well, what does this mean to uh, a middle school, a high school student to forget the past and look forward to what lies ahead? So, uh, I mean, that first part may seem kind of difficult to forget the past. You're not that old. You don't have that much past to forget, but it's still there and there's still something for us. And so what, what is there to all of this stuff? See, Paul says that he is forgetting what has already happened and he's looking to the future. Instead of looking behind him and everything that has already been done, he is looking forward to the possibilities that lie ahead. He knows the past is done and he can't change it. What's happened has happened. 
and he's got some rough stuff in his past. He used to kill people that worship the God that he has now devoted his life to. So Paul has got some stuff in his past. He's gone through fights that have ended strong friendships. He's gone through trials and temptations. He's faced imprisonment, but he's done with letting that stuff be his focus. He's letting all of that go and not have space in his mind so that he can focus on the promises that God has given to him. But what about us? What, what is it that we are supposed to forget? And why should we forget it? You see, I, I don't know what the answer to that is other than what Paul tells us with God giving him the words. He says, hey, don't worry about what's already happened, but look forward and get ready for what I have planned for you. See, God tells us to be encouraged by what's ahead, to be encouraged by what will happen because of our faith in God. So maybe there's something to this whole forgetting the past idea. Now, again, I'm not exactly sure what that looks like, uh, and it's going to be different for every person. Maybe for you, it's forgetting about that person that you thought was going to be your best friend forever until they did something to hurt you. Maybe for you, it's forgetting about that thing that you did with your friends that you knew was wrong, but you still did it anyway, and now the guilt is just eating at you. Maybe for you, it's forgetting about the pain of broken trust when a parent said, I'm out, and they left. But whatever it is, God has a reason for telling us to forget the past and look ahead. Now, what Paul's talking about here isn't just forgetting about something as if it never happened. And he's not telling us to forget about the good things that have happened in the past. What he's talking about is not letting what has happened in the past, not letting what we've done or how we have messed up or what's happened to us control us so that we don't do something in the future. If you feel hurt from a friendship that went bad, be encouraged to do your part to give forgiveness or ask for forgiveness. And no matter what happens there, to move forward focusing on God. If you are feeling guilty because of bad choices that you've made, be encouraged to go to God, confess and ask for forgiveness, and then let it go and move forward. If you feel pain because of a broken trust with a parent, be encouraged to try your best to love them like Jesus does. Now, none of this stuff is going to be easy, but God promises to be with us through every step of the way. God doesn't want us to focus on the past, to focus on what's behind us, because if we are always looking behind, we can't see what's in front of us. We can't see what's ahead. And when we've got God in our life, what's ahead is always better. See, Paul knows what's ahead. He knows what God has in store for us. That's why he says, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. See, what God offers us, the, the promises that he makes to us are so much better than anything this world has. And so be encouraged to chase after God with everything that you do. Be encouraged to chase after God in every aspect and every moment of your life, knowing that he will reward us in ways that we can never imagine.
Hey guys, I hope you guys uh, were encouraged today through the words of Paul through Philippians. And man, it's just so much good stuff. If you got any questions about anything that we're talking about, hit me up. Let me know. I would love to talk with you guys about that stuff. But what you need to know right now is that we are less than two weeks away from student ministry reopening. September 13th, student ministry reopens. We are excited. 9 o'clock Sunday morning, September 13th. We've got middle school programming in the commons. We've got high school pursuit class in the loft. The loft is going to look completely different. It's going to be awesome. Excited for you guys to check it out. High school, 6 o'clock on Sunday night. We're going to be back here on campus for high school worship. And, man, it's going to be so much fun. Be looking on the website and social media. We've got registrations opening up for fall retreats. Middle school, we've got a bonfire coming up. High school, we've got a camp out coming up. It's going to be awesome. We want you and your friends to be there. So look at the website, check out social media, and get the information. We love you guys. We're excited to see you on campus in person on September 13th. You guys have a great day. We'll see you guys later.